Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. On today's show, we have Dennis Epps. Dennis is one of the owners of the world-famous Fong's Pizza here in Des Moines, Iowa. This pizza is to die for. They have all kinds of varieties of pizzas. My favorite, by far, is a Crab Ragoon pizza. It is so awesome. I can't even explain it. I love going having a Crab Ragoon pizza and some cheese sticks. If you don't take my advice... You can listen from the world-famous chef, Alton Brown. He actually toured there last fall. He's a celebrity chef and host of the Food Network television show, Good Eats. He gave Fongs a thumbs up, and he said it is one of the best pizzas he's ever had. So on today's show, we talk about how he got started, how Dennis got started with Fongs, how they built it and what it is today, and his experience. He owns many restaurants, and they're actually about to launch another Fongs location in Ankeny. But he talks about what it takes to run a successful business, why he says that customer service is number one priority in having a good restaurant business, and really just kind of, we go in deep detail about what it takes to run a business and how to make it succeed. If you were thinking about running a successful restaurant business, this is a show you're not going to want to miss. There's a lot of details here. And even if you aren't, there's a lot of good stories in this show. We go into depth about everything. I mean, it's very interesting how Dennis got started and how it really built to where he is today. Before we get into today's show, I want to do a shout out to our sponsor, Arctic Stick. Arctic Stick is a new innovative product that both cools and flavors your bottle beverage. You can pop the top, fill for your desired liquid, and freeze. You drop into your drink, keep colder longer, or just twist and drop in for a flavor burst. I love using the Arctic Stick when I go to the gym. I work out daily. I take the Arctic Stick with me. I'll keep my drink colder for a longer period of time. And I'll also have an Arctic Stick where I have my energy shot inside. Whether I want to just pop the top and take it as an energy shot, or use it to twist into a water and turn it into an energy drink. It lets you decide. Check out what's going on at Arctic Stick. You can check it out on their website, www.arcticstick.com. That's A-R-C-T-I-C-S-T-I-C-K.com. And now, let's get started with the show with Dennis Epps and the world-famous Fong's Pizza. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. On today's show, we have a special guest. I'm excited for Dennis Epps. Dennis, how you doing, buddy? Good. Dennis is the owner of a few restaurants in Des Moines here. One of them that is my favorite is Fong's Pizza, which is known all across the world. I mean, so many people have traveled here just to have a Fong's Pizza. I mean, <laughs> most known being the Crab Ragoon, but that's my choice. But Dennis is going to talk about his story of being in the bar and restaurant business and basically tell his success story, what it takes to run a business, and we'll start out by him talking about where he got started and how it led him to where he is today. So let's let's hear it, Dennis. Uh, I started uh, here in Des Moines at an Italian restaurant on the south side uh, making pizzas when I was about 16. Uh, did that for a good seven years. Uh, went away, joined the Marines, came back, uh, did it, did it a little bit more. Uh, it closed down, and I had always knew I liked the pizza end of it. Yeah. Um, but after that, went and did some other jobs in some other restaurants, and finally was given the opportunity to, uh, you know, make pizzas again, and I, I jumped on it. So you were always pizza at heart. I, I am. <laughs> Why is that? As a kid, were you just obsessed with pizza? I mean, everybody loves pizza. Um, I think I think part of it is when you when you make a pizza, you know, you get to see the whole the whole picture. You know, you get just all the ingredients going on. So it's one of those things where 
Um, it's not only your, you know, food to eat, but it's, it's, it's for, you know, you get to see the, it, it's, you look at it, you do it with your eyes and you can see that it's uh, a great, it's like a piece of art to me. But I, I agree. I mean, <laughs> I've made a few pizzas, but it's, it's fun too. It is. It is. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Especially the different ones you guys have made over the years. Uh, so tell me your, your first place that you ever worked in the restaurant. What, what restaurant was it? Uh, Mama Lacona South. Okay. Uh, and there's where there's a there's one left way out west, uh, and the Lacona family uh, were awesome. Charlie Lacona um, was a just a great great man. Uh, he was he he made you work hard. So did you learn a lot from him? I think I learned a lot about um, you know yes about cooking, but also about uh, treating people well and uh, you know, work when it, when push comes to shove, you're the one that has to, to get in there and make sure that everything's done. Yeah. Especially when you're the owner. Yes. <laughs> so you were a cook and you learned, uh, made your way up and got into the business. So your first restaurant that you ever opened, it was it Fong's or what, which one was it? Uh, Fong's Fong's was my first, uh, ownership and, uh, it was uh, it was a nice transition actually. I had, I had worked for some people and, and actually became partners with them, so uh, I kind of knew what I was getting into as as yeah. far as personality wise. Now I saw that Fong's was actually it used to be a Chinese restaurant back in the day. Yeah, King Ying Lo, King Ying Lo. Uh, they opened in like 1906. Uh, it was a you know one of those places that through the the 60s and 70s uh everybody you know if you came to des moines that's where you went to have chinese food yeah uh, and it you know it it slowly i think it it didn't keep up with the times and yeah. uh it, they had it ended up having a, a little fire in there and then wow couldn't reopen so so then how did that lead into you guys turn it into a pizza restaurant <laughs> well <laughs> you know. i mean that's a big change we we knew we we are we were already working downtown. We had businesses downtown. I lived downtown, and we knew there was a, a there needed to be late night food because at one time, you know, there was no food after ten thirty, eleven o'clock at really? night. Really? Yeah. Wow. And so we we knew we could we could hit that niche, and there was no pizza downtown really. So it it all came together, and then with Kingling Kinging Low uh, closing down. Uh, a spot opened up because if you look around, there's not a lot of of places to go unless you go into new construction, and uh, everything just kind of fit together. And we just said, "All right, let's go, let's do this." Yeah, I can't, I can't even imagine not having any food, especially after bar time. And I was in Fong's the other day. Well, it was early in the morning after going to the bar, and. Uh, it was packed. I mean, so many people. Everybody wants pizza. They get drunk and they want pizza. No. <laughs> and I guess Fong's is the only place they want to go too. But it, it's it's awesome what you guys got going on there. What amazes me is the variety of pizzas you have. And talk about that. How? So my favorite crab ragoon, and I saw somewhere on Elf is true. The crab ragoon pizza is about twenty percent of your total sales. Uh, it's it's closer to twenty five percent. Wow. Um. It is an amazing uh, product. We had no idea going in uh, what was going to happen. Actually, I can tell you that uh, our initial uh, pizza menu, uh, we had had the Crab Rangoon as an option, and some of my partners uh, were like, that, that'll never go. We need to, you know, we have, we sell crab rangoons. Let's make sure we don't want to take away the sales from the crab rangoons themselves. Yeah. And so for like first three months we didn't run it. And then we actually, we were lucky enough to just be successful from the get go. And, uh, so about three months in my, one of my partners, Gwen, um, we just said, we're putting it on and <laughs> we'll, we'll, whatever happens, happens. And it, everyone loved it. I mean, it was I can't even explain how popular that pizza is. And, uh, it blows my it, mind. It blows my <laughs> mind. So what, where do you, I mean, come on, where do you come up with a crab ragoon? I mean, you sit around a table, like 
let's throw some crab ragoons on a pizza and call it a pie. You know, <laughs> I mean, come on. We, we uh, we spent a good six weeks uh, going around to all the Chinese restaurants, looking at the menus and saying, like, could we make that into a pizza? Yeah. And there were some of them, like the the Thai chicken and and the kung pao kung pao chicken a couple of them were, were easy fits you could say i could see that um some of them were a little bit of work but it it just it's it's the same stuff we're just you know we're applying it in a different way and, yeah uh, it works do you ever try some things that were just a complete disaster you know throw them together and say hey, hey let's go with it there's been a couple uh, Can you name any of them? Well, my my <laughs> I think my biggest failure was I tried to do um, a Hungarian goulash pizza. Ooh! And I couldn't pull it off. I tried and tried, and uh, we were gonna do it for um, Oktoberfest or something. Yeah. And it just it didn't it did not it did not work. <laughs> well, like like you said, the beginning they didn't like your crab ragoon pizza. You don't know. I mean, you got to try right. enough things, and eventually one's gonna go. And who would have thought crab ragoons on a pizza is gonna be a hit? Right. No, I. You know, it. Sometimes you think things are gonna are gonna are gonna work, and it just. Yeah. And then sometimes, I, you know, I've been surprised too. You know, we had a, a beef and broccoli was one of them that we had done, and. Uh, I didn't really think it was going to work and it, it worked. Everybody liked it. So, you know, I don't, I don't know everything, I guess. <laughs> so beating the restaurant business is a tough business. Uh, bar restaurant business, one of the toughest out there. Most people fail from it, but you've seemed to succeed at any restaurant you have started. Can you tell me what have been your biggest struggles since you have started being in the restaurant business? What are some obstacles you have faced and struggles you've had? Um, one of one of you know finding people, finding good employees is tough. Um, there's a lot of people that you just um, I don't know the best way to say this. Like they. Are worthless? They, they, yeah, they, they might be worthless. They just, uh, I, you know, sometimes the work ethic is not as, it seems like it's not as strong as it used to be. I will I say, but on the other side of that, um, you know, there's lots of times where, and, you know, we go to, you know, a local college and we'll pick somebody up and uh, you can tell the difference, uh, someone who's had a couple years of college in them versus someone who doesn't. And maybe, and maybe that's a terrible statement to make, but uh, their, their work ethic is, you can, yeah. you can notice that you can, you can see the difference. Um, you know, being downtown, um, you know, we, we're at the whim of, uh, of events. So, uh, in the past, you know, uh, if there were, weren't events going on, uh, you had, you had slow months, you know, yeah. I will say that, you know, the, the downtown chamber and, Everybody who's working, that it, there's not very much time anymore where there's not something going on, especially in the summertime. Right. Well, you know, and well, I would you would say that, but in in my opinion, uh, the January February, which used to be the dead months, where you could tell everybody, hey, if everybody wants to go on vacation, yeah. now's the time to go. Uh, now there's there's always something to do. Bacon fest. Yeah, bacon <laughs> fest. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yes. We we both saw each other there. Yes. But yeah, why why don't you? I want to ask this. Bacon Fest had like fifteen to twenty thousand people, and if anybody out there don't know what Bacon Fest is, check it out next year. It's basically, well, yeah, bacon, all kinds of bacon you can think of, but it's really a big party. Everybody yes. goes there and drinks and eats bacon all day. But you gonna have a bacon pizza there next year? You know, we <laughs> we actually have the uh, bacon popper at Fong's, and it's it was uh, co-invented with. Uh, Brooks Reynolds, who does the okay, yeah, yeah. So we have a we do have a tie, and you know he asks us every year if we want to do it, and we just we're so busy, yeah, uh, normally that we just couldn't. You know, there's it would take a lot of equipment to pull that off, which we don't have yet. Uh, we are working on uh, possibly a mobile unit, so but at, at this point, I couldn't uh, 
Yeah. That couldn't pull that one off. That was there was like twelve thousand people this year, fifteen thousand people. Uh, you know, you know the people who can do it, God bless them. But uh, I would, I'd rather go and watch than try to work for a day. You were there when I first started. What what was that? Seven years ago, you said it was it a L bait shop? Yeah, maybe yeah. a couple hundred people. The first one was like two hundred people, and it was at the the High Life Lounge. Uh, they set up a projector and like someone got up and, and talked about how to make bacon. And they talked about some, <laughs> just, just some ridiculous Random stuff. Yeah. And it was just like, what's going on? And it was like, this is just a bunch of guys that are trying to throw a party yeah. and eat bacon. Uh, and then the next year it got bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, and it, now everybody knows. I mean, they're, I think they do one in Iceland now too. So that's crazy. That's, it is nuts. Well, let's just say when I did it this year, we started drinking, uh, beverages at 10 a.m. and we were there till eight, and they were still partying. They had an after party, but it, it it was nothing. When I think bacon fest, I think just bacon. But for this, it was party. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's definitely party. <laughs> All right, we got sidetracked. Bacon fest, a lot of fun. You guys check it out next year. You can find I think baconfest.com. But uh, so let's go into the restaurant. Uh, what have you uh? I guess, what is your favorite part about running a, a restaurant? What do you like about it? Um, I, I really like the, I get to be creative. I can, you know, I hate to say, you know, this is another thing I hate to say, but I don't like being told what to do. Amen to that. So. No entrepreneur does. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there comes a point in your life where you're going to sit there and go, okay, I don't like to be told what to do. So I need to figure this out. Uh, I can go you know, work for myself or I can create something new. Um, and I, that's where I went, you know, it, it's, it's great to, to not have to worry about, you know, being under somebody, I guess. But at the same time, you know, you also, the pressure that you put on yourself yeah, is, is also awesome. I mean, I, I live for that. I mean, I, when we open restaurants, which is like the craziest part of it, like that is the funnest part of it. That's where, you know, you get to see who's who's who. So. Yeah, it's your time to shine. I, yeah. I love that do do or die situation. Yep. And you know, sometimes I get really stressed out, but I'd say it. I think I live for that. I I agree. <laughs> I it is one of those deals where you're just uh, you know, down to the wire, and you have to make decisions on the fly, and. Uh, and live with them. I mean, it's, you know, we've, you know, we've made bad decisions before, but at the same time, you know, we've, we've made some good ones and it's, it's the pressure it's, and, and the more, more restaurants we open, it's also amazing to see, uh, how much things kind of get easier. Yeah. Like you don't even realize like you're really getting good at this and, and you know what, well, we've already thought about that. We've already thought about that type mentality. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good to be, be prepared i guess uh you know we we're still just a bunch of guys that you know we like to drink and have a good time so let's think of a place that we can go do that at at your own place yeah yeah i agree that's that's awesome so getting started is tough to get in restaurant business and usually a lot of people can't do it because financially they can't handle it when you got started how did you go out and get investment tell me how you even came about getting that done uh the way we did it is you know we were lucky we had we had some guys that were already in the business so when they asked us to come on uh you know the the deal was you're going to be you're going to be a partner but you're also the you know you're the managing owner so yeah, we went out and, you know, I asked everyone I knew to say, Hey, this is everybody who knew me was, uh, knew I was in, I was going to be in the restaurant business no matter what. Yeah. And, uh, so I, you know, you go around and you, you start asking people like, Hey, you know, take a chance on me. And, uh, eventually enough people do. And you get a lot of no's first. You get some no's, you get some people, you know, you get, but it, it's okay because, you know, I, uh, you, it's like you said, I mean, the restaurant business is, it's tricky. So, yeah. 
You know, you have to make sure and, you know, try to like, hey, I want to borrow some money. Well, what are you going to do? Uh, we're going to make Chinese pizza. And everybody goes, what what's Chinese <laughs> pizza? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so. I, it's crazy. I mean, you talk about it being tough. I've seen I, I own an ice business and I've delivered to a lot of restaurants and there's been some within five years. I've seen three different owners and, you know, I can almost tell when they come in who's going to succeed and who's going to fail just by how they put their effort into it. And really, if you're going to succeed in that business, just my opinion, you have to be passionate and live in it. When you got other people doing the work for you in a restaurant business, it's not going to look good for you. I agree. (laughs) But anyway, so, so the restaurant business, you got going and you started Fong's and then from there, where'd it lead to? You kept doing more restaurants. Uh, yeah, we did Fong's, uh, and then our next one was uh, Mullets, and Mullets was uh, kind of a unique situation for us. It uh, it was our gr- the group of owners plus uh, some of the main people, the managers had been in some of the other restaurants in their group, so we ended up with 21 owners, Wow, which uh, I can tell you does not work. Uh, there was a lot of, you know, decision-making was hard to do to get everybody. So then we, you know, then we made a, um, we had our officers, but then we made like smaller committees for certain things, uh, for menus and stuff. But, uh, it was, it was tough. So we ended up, um, eventually now where we've, we've cut back, we bought some people out and, um, kind of restructured. And I think it's going to be it's going to be really good. So, what would be your advice if you're going to go get partners? Keep it to a minimum. Uh, keep it to a minimum. Uh, know them. Uh, you know, I. You need to have partners that, if you want the partners, there's two kinds of partners. There's a partner that has got a lot of money, and you're never going to see him again. You're just going to write him a check every quarter, and there's there's nothing wrong with that as long as they let you know they feel let you make all the decisions yeah um but then you have partners that you know will uh you know i have a partner uh andy massive and you know one of my first memories of him is you know i worked for them where they we opened up the high life lounge and i was in the kitchen and it was one of those nights that was crazy crazy and uh Something happened with the grease trap or something. And this is, you know, this is a guy who at the time had, he owned eight or 10 restaurants and, uh, he's down, you know, taking the plate off the grease trap, reaching his arm in there to get out a piece of glass. And yeah, it's, it was gross, nasty, but just like, that's the kind of partner you want. Strategic. He's a guy who will, who will, whatever it takes, you know, uh, we had, uh, like a year after that opened, uh, there was a fire. We had a fire at the High Life. The power, one of the power cables fell from the pole and uh, had to shut down. And after the fire trucks came and everything, we were sitting there and we had sent everybody home because we had no power. And, yeah. Uh, power finally came back on and and all the all the dishes and everything from the day was just left because we had to evacuate the building. Oh, wow. So me and him uh, and one other partner, we just sat there and uh, just cleaned up all the stuff. And it took, you know, all night just to clean this stuff up from one day. And that's a good investor to yeah, have. No, he's he's an awesome partner. <laughs> I mean, he's those guys. Those guys work really, really hard. And uh, that's when, you know, you know, like these are the guys that you, that you want. want to be in business with, Correct. not just some money. Right. I agree. A strategic partner that can, besides giving you a check, can also be there in the grease, yeah. dig in and, and the dishes and everything else. So that sounded like a pretty downtime when you guys had the fire and stuff. Did I, I think I read somewhere, didn't Fong shut down for a while? Did you guys have a water break? What happened? Uh, in uh, 2012, uh, we had a water main break in the alley it was uh it's it's not a funny story but it's it was it was <laughs> it's funny now that you it's look funny back now at it. uh there was a uh, infrastructure in downtown des moines and is not maybe not the best and there was like a hundred year old water main oh wow and uh it it ruptured 
and uh, it was running down the alley next to us. So really, the only person and people affected were was the building that we were in, and it uh, there was uh, over a million gallons of water lost uh, from the from the main break, and it um, just closed us down i mean it was it was uh how many months were you guys shut down we were shut down for two months wow um i will say the the good news was whatever happened uh the des moines waterworks uh the next day came out and said hey we understand that this was our problem and we're gonna fix it for you and they helped they paid us for it they they yeah we had well we had insurance and yeah. um but they did a lot of the that's awesome of the electrical work i mean all that all the stuff for the building was was done by them and they made sure that we were open as as fast as as possible because they knew we were losing revenue and now once you guys came open that little incident there actually helped you did you guys hit it strong right as you went out we killed it we found out uh at that moment uh how much people really love fongs uh <laughs> We had, you know, the, the TV, they came like once a week, like, Hey, how you guys doing? You guys, everything, everything okay. And, uh, the outpouring, uh, Facebook, uh, you know, people would send pictures and say, Oh, I'm so sad. Can't go to Fong's. Um, it was, it was, uh, you were on the news and everything. Yeah. It was, it, you know, it, it, it hit me. I, it, it's hard to talk about even now. Uh, it, it, the, the support that you had. From the, the support community. was unreal. It really was. That's awesome. Yeah, especially in Iowa. I mean, the amount of community support you get from people when that stuff happens, you find out who your friends are. Yeah. Well, it, it turned out pretty good because yeah. you guys are killing it. No, no, yeah, we came back, uh, and it's you know it's it's one thing to open a restaurant. It's but then when you're like you're reopening, you kind of know what to expect. So we were like, we knew what to prep, we knew what to get ready for, and it's like we knew it was coming. Uh, and we opened back up and people, they just, it was nonstop. It, it's blown. It just blowing my mind. How you guys keep up with that. It, you guys have an oven that does 16 pizzas. Uh, we have a, they do 12, uh, 12. We have two, so we can do 24 pizzas at Whoa. a time. And yeah. is it true? You guys can do over a hundred thousand pizzas a year. Uh, it is. We, uh, <laughs> like we, that that's just crazy i can't even think of how much it, pizza that is it you know what well what helps is you know we are open late so uh anyone who's in the business knows you know you have your your lunch rush and your dinner rush so we basically have two dinner rushes yeah uh and that that helps a lot uh but no it's 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 amazing and my employees i mean they do a great job they 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 pump out so much food in in such a little space uh it it blows you away it really does that's awesome so for a restaurant i mean anybody can make good good food and stuff and what i'm what i'm wondering on is how do you guys get the most traction for restaurants how do you keep all the traction to your place and how do you keep people keep coming? I mean, is there a marketing way? What what unique thing do you do with your business? You know, we we didn't really do much. We we're very active on Facebook, uh, and we try to uh, be interactive on Facebook uh, with with people. We we do you know we did radio ads uh, at one point. We do we do some print ads. Um, yeah. You know, the thing about radio ads, you know, it's it's funny. You know, I had one of, you know, a partner tell me that you run ads when you're busy. You don't run ads when you're slow because if you're running ads when you're slow, it's too late. You've already you've already lost it. I agree. So we you know, we were we were lucky on that. And the fact that we have such a large group, uh, we got a little bit more bargaining power when it comes to buying ads. Yeah, because we can say, "Hey, well, we don't have just one location; we've got nine locations. True, uh, make us a deal." Uh, but you know, I will also say that we have uh, one of my partners is she was in um, a couple bands when we first started, and the people who followed her it really helped. You know, they were our late; they were our, our most of our na- our late night customers yeah. and some of our employees. Um, <laughs> 
and it was it was really good you know it was just but it's one of those things where you had to also the good with the bad is yes they came in and ate but yes they trashed your place <laughs> and they would you know and they're they're you know the name droppers were hey i know so and so you know and you're just like oh just, i know him too yeah. uh, <laughs> and everybody else <laughs> so uh <laughs> you still have to pay <laughs> try to get a free lunch <laughs> yeah. not here so you were saying you guys with your leverage you get a good deal so what I know is the bars in Des Moines, a lot of people own them, the same people. So tell me how that works with the large groups of people that own the bars here in Des Moines. Are they just all partners in the restaurants? Um, our, in our situation, uh, yeah, we're, we're all partners, you know, and then there's some, like I don't own some of the, the bars that we're, that are in our group. Uh, but, you know, we, you still have to have that, um, mentality of, you know, you were going to get a deal on this, so you kind of go with them. Yeah, I mean, we could sit there and go, "Oh no, we're fongs. We don't, we don't want to, you know, participate in that." Exactly. Um, but it, it in the in the long run, it it's it's better. It works out for you. So, um, and they're, you know, I have I actually, you know, when you have good partners, you don't have to worry about them, you know, trying to screw you over. So, yeah, uh, I know that the decisions that they're making as a group. Uh, art, art, it's not going to be detrimental to yeah. my business. Yeah, it's it's better to have a bigger group of people right. to help you. Talking about unique things of your business, especially in Fong's with the atmosphere, you guys do the Fongolian of the month. They wear the helmet. And uh, I've seen some famous people that have worn the shirt, and you can see them all over. You guys sell a lot of merchandise in that end. Who are some famous people that you guys have had in Two fongs. Uh, you know, when uh, a couple years back, we there was the big, um, the movie, the movie boom uh, in Des Moines, and you know Rose McGowan, uh, Fisher Stevens. Uh, there were. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I might say this name wrong, but the band uh, Google Bordello. Could be. Could be, I don't know. <laughs> I, well, they they were playing somewhere, and they came in, and uh, they had instruments, and they ended up playing in like the back room. Seriously? Yeah, it was it was it was nuts. Uh, we recently had Alton Brown in. Uh, that was a big treat for me. Uh, yeah, got my picture with him. Uh, he, you know, someone like him. If you're familiar with his work, uh, you know he's you know they they called me and said, hey, if you come back in. Uh, Alton Brown wants to meet the owner. And I went back in and and talked with him, and he, you know, if someone like that says, "Hey, you had a, I love your oh, place," oh, exactly, it was a big, you know, ego boost. So I was just, I was, I was, you know, we've had uh, the guys from American Pickers in; they love us. They came in. Oh yeah, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Frank Frank comes uh, two or three times a year, actually. So, and I'm, you know, there's uh, there's been some other people in there. It's you know, I'm trying just, to think of the. The person that he got caught wearing the Fong shirt. Oh, that's yeah. The famous actor's husband. They're divorced now. Oh. But do you know what I'm talking about? I saw the picture. I don't yeah. know who that is, but <laughs> but that's you pretty know, cool. I mean. You know, that's that's actually a a side deal. That is uh, through Tailgate Clothing. Uh, we have Fong shirts. I think there's uh, Buzzer Billies. And there might be one. So other. they bought from them guys, actually. Online. Yeah, they. Yeah, you buy from them. Yeah, and we get we just get a percentage of that. That's that's a total different yeah. different deal. But yeah, it's, tell me yeah. where you got the the helmet. What do they call this helmet that you have on the shirts? Uh, the kamikaze helmet. Yeah. yeah. Where Where do you come up with the idea? Where did that come from? You know, uh, I think it's awesome, especially when you do the fungal in a month. You put that helmet on. It's 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 kind of funny, but it's. Uh, I had a, one of my partners, uh, Jeff Bruning, for some reason had four or five of these helmets. He saw them online. Yeah. He bought them. He wasn't really sure what he was going to do with them, but he knew it was going to be some kind of promotion. And then when we did Fong's, he thought he was he's the one who came up with it. He was just like, we got to do a Kamikaze shot. <laughs> and then you get to wear the helmet. And uh, we just went we, with it. Went with it. And, you know, people people really like it. Uh you know, we do it. It's a birthday shot. If you come in and on your birthday, you can do the kamikaze. Um, we've had a couple of, you know, negative reviews from people who who see it and, and see it as, you know, being disrespectful. Uh, 
to, you know, World War Two veterans. And it's, I, you know, it's that I don't, I guess you're always going to have haters. I don't see, right. where, especially you, you were in the service. I, so yeah. I, that's what, you know, you, you want to go, you really want to call them back and go, you have no idea who you're talking to. You know, like we get, we know what we're doing and we're not being disrespectful. Yeah. But you just have to go. Thanks. You know, oh, that's part of being business. For your input. Yeah. <laughs> you're the customer. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I, I think it's awesome. I mean, I still got to get the Fongolian of the month, by the way. So I, well, I need to come in and get the helmet and everything. You need to take a picture of yourself and send it in. Well, so <laughs> I, I know Sam did, my girlfriend, and she had the piece of pizza that was bigger than her face, and she's trying to promote her health and fitness yeah. and having a big piece of pizza. <laughs> so, so let's go into. I wanna, I wanna. I got some questions for you because okay. for being the restaurant business. I, a couple funny ones, but first off, somebody in the restaurant business that's looking to get into it, what are your, let's say, the biggest, uh, how do I want to word this? What are the, the most vital tips to having a successful restaurant bar business? Uh, you know, the number one is what everyone will tell you is location, location, location. Uh, you know, you want to make sure that you're going in somewhere uh, where you have some traffic. You, you know, you, we you know, we'll use words like, um, you know, a destination. You need to make sure that, um, I, you know, I, I, first I, I would say, I would love to sit there and go, hey, make sure you have a good, a great product. But actually, number one would be, you need to make sure that, your customer service game is on point. Yeah. You have to be able to make these, make people feel special. Uh, it's, it really is more important than the food itself or the drink or whatever. Uh, the customer service is, is number one priority. If you, for some, you know, don't think if there's a little bit of you that is going to be uncomfortable about providing the best service ever, then you're in the wrong business. Wrong business. Yeah. Uh, you know, next would be product. Uh, next, you know, then, you know, your work ethic. Um, you have to be a good leader. You can't be wishy-washy. You know, you need to make sure that you're not only, you're not only leading, but you're, you're also educating and, and teaching these people who are working for you because, you don't want to just sit there and say, "Hey, you know, this is what you do. Do do this, do this, do this." I try to. My mentality is, I like a lot of you. I'm going to tell you how to do something. I'm going to show you, but I'm also going to tell you why I want you to do it like this. Um, whether it be because of you know the, the the product will cook funny or cook or be different, or if it's um, the steps involved, just you need to be educated on on this on everything not just you just can't tell people to do things lead by example right and uh because why would they want to listen to you if you're telling them to do something you wouldn't do yourself right and it's not that you know maybe not do yourself but i think it's important that you explain to them why uh so that they can do it just as as perfect as as maybe not the best word as you do so okay so so you look at the restaurants out there that are like most of them that fail what do you think that they're doing wrong? Why Why do you think they fail? You know, sometimes it's, uh, sometimes it's, you know, you spend a lot of money on stuff you don't need. Uh, and, you know, someone said, you know, there, there's always those guys that, hey, you should open up a bar. You're, you're really good at this. Yeah. And, uh, and you're not, you know, you're, you may be a good people person, but if you don't know how to, you know, do your books and, you know, and balance your checkbook, uh, don't, don't, don't go into business. Cause there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that you have to be, you have to be smart about and you have to, to deal with uh, on a, you know, on a daily basis, you know, there's yeah. permits and, and licenses and, uh, you know, health inspections and, you know, all these things. And then, and then, then you have the, the human aspect of the, dealing with customers, you know, dealing with vendors, dealing with salesmen, dealing with, 
uh, upset customers uh, dealing with, you know, even, or, you know, happy customers, but there's, there's a lot to it. And, you know, I, you know, maybe it's a sidetrack, but you know, you see these young families, you know, it's, you know, husband and wife, we're going to go open up a, a restaurant and, you know, not only does the restaurant fail, but the marriage fails too, because you, see that a lot. you get, yeah. And, and, and it, and it's terrible, but it's like, you're, you're, this is going to something that's going to consume you night and day at, at first, at least until you get going. And then you can, you know, dial in that back to having family time and doing those things. And the people who are, are successful that can and balance all of that stuff. I mean, you, you get to see them every now and then and you think, Oh look, well they do it. Uh, I think it's a very, very small percentage. Yeah. It takes a different kind of person yeah. to succeed in that. You were talking, which amazed me, with uh, customer service. Mm-hmm. You, have you seen the movie Waiting? No. Okay. <laughs> with Ryan Reynolds. Well, it makes me think of that when I think of certain restaurants, mm-hmm. people spitting in the food or doing things that aren't so nice because somebody is a asshole to them. Mm-hmm. Now, tell me, your most memorable time when somebody, a customer, was unhappy. Tell me the situation. How did you deal with it? <laughs> <laughs> You know, number number one, I don't, uh, I don't get to deal with some of those situations. I'm I'm not the best at it. I I'll, I'll tell you that. I I do my, I do try. Um, I don't. You know. Don't feel bad. I I'm couldn't just, do it. I'm just trying. I. You know, and I, I'm trying to think of all the times I've had to, you know, uh, tell somebody. You know, we get a lot of people who don't like to wait. Uh, because we have a, we have some long waits, but you know, a lot of times it's just, you know, you go, Hey, I'm sorry. And you know, and a lot of things can be done at, if you act quick enough and say, you know, I'm really sorry. Let me get you a drink. Let me get you, you know, you know, take care of them right off the bat, you know, and you know, acknowledge if it's your mistake, you know, acknowledge right away and, and take care of them. You know, a lot of people just, there's some people they, they don't hate want life. <laughs> yeah, there's some people that hate life, but there's some people that, you know, honestly, like they don't want anything. They just want you to know, like, they're upset because they waited too long, or their yeah. their, their pizza got burned, or whatever. And and you know, you try to give them stuff like, hey, well, here's you know, here's the gift card. I'm really sorry about that. And they're like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't need anything. I don't want anything. I just want you to be aware that. And those are the times where you go, that's you, good. You really want to take care of them, then you know, and, yeah. Uh, but. You know, it's customer services is big. We we did a we did a company wide seminar last year, and uh, you know, one, we have a sign in the kitchen that says, "If you think you're in the food business, you're wrong. You're in the customer service business." That's a good and, point. And it's it's all about you know you have to get them in the door, and if you yeah. can get them in the door, then uh, we can sell you something. Yeah. So it's a good answer. Uh, so what do you think? Uh, well, no, here's the question. What if you were going to change something about the food industry? What would you change about the food industry, how it is today? What thing would you like to be changed in it? Um, you know, I would, I would, I would like to see, uh, more choices. I guess. I don't know. I mean, that's a hard question. Uh, you know, I, you know, there's certain things, you know, industry wide, I think it's, it's a pretty good deal right now. Yeah. Um, there's, it's not too, it's not too strict. Uh, you know, we, we, we take, you know, we get surf safe, we get, we get certified and it's, it's, it's not that it's easy, but it's, it's tough enough to, yeah. to get, make sure you're certified. You know, you get your, your stuff going, um, you know, locally, um, I, you know, the food cart, the food truck business, I would like to see increase. Um, but as far as standards, you know, in the restaurant, I, I don't know, you know, we see these, there's lots of talk of, um, you know, pay increases for, for tipped employees. And yeah, I would have to say like, there might be places where these tipped employees you know, aren't really, you know, making money. Uh, I would have to say that, you know, our servers and, and bartenders do pretty well in, 
maybe it's because we're busy. I don't, you know, I don't know. They make a lot more in tips. Yeah, they do. They, you know, yeah. And it's, it's tough to say like, uh, you know, cause they were thinking about, you know, raising the minimum wage. That was a big one. Um, what do you think that that will go to in the food industry? I mean, you think it'll come to the point where you guys are gonna have to pay your employees a lot more? Uh, you, you know, it, it may, and you know, and that's, you know, that's one of those things that we, you know, we sit and think about is I will say that we don't pay the tipped employees are the only ones who make less than minimum wage, but with their tips, they make they pretty do well. well, uh, you know, and we don't pay anyone near minimum wage. It's, yeah. And you know, it's not beneficial for you. Uh, and you know, this may sound bad, but, uh, if you pay, you know, someone enough money, you're going to get, you're going to weed out the, the people that you don't want anyway. Exactly. So that's true. Yeah. And so they don't steal from me either. Right. So. Yeah. They don't steal from you. Well, you know, and it's not just stealing merchandise. It's the guy who, you know, comes in to work eight hour shift and only works six hours or five hours. Yeah. Cause sadly. he's, he's messing around for three hours. Um, they're not worth it. So you pay a guy a little bit more and he works hard and, um, you get you win. It's a win-win. Yeah. So one more about the restaurant business. What do you think is going to be the next big thing in the food world with restaurants? What do you think it's going to go towards the next ten years? Um. I I definitely see this this food cart, this food truck thing taking off. Um, like vendors on the vendors streets? on the street. Yeah. Uh, you know everybody's doing you know the 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 local produce uh, is getting bigger and bigger the you know more more fusion i think you're going to see um these countries i mean this you know this is how it works you see these new 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 products coming out and you know a lot of it is you know like we started doing the chinese pizza and there's some people in town that do some some uh, fusion tacos and things like that. Um, you're going to see more and more of it. And, you know, it just takes, you know, one guy to go to a, go somewhere yeah. and have some street food, you know, in, in the Middle East or Africa or somewhere and go, wow, this, you know, we take this, we tweak it just a little bit and we could sell, you know, we could sell these all day long. And, you know, sometimes it, that's what it takes. And, and then you then you see these stuff, they, they pop up. And then the next, you know, Korean tacos. Who would have thought about that, you know, a while back? Exactly. And uh, people are trying yeah, some random stuff. Yeah. You know, they're they're everywhere now. So and it's 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 good. It's great. You know, I I I can't you know, I'm planning a trip to to Portland. I want to go just to eat food, tr- food. food trucks. Yeah, yeah. It's you know. So that le- leads me to questions about you. <laughs> I want to fire at you on these. <laughs> so besides Falling's Pizza, what would be your favorite restaurant all time to go to? You know, um, in Des Moines or? Well, let's say Des Moines and then across the world. Uh, you know, in Des Moines, I. Uh, Obviously, besides Falling's, because no, I mean, we all yeah. know that would be number one. You know, uh I would I'd probably just go to Tamiya and Sons uh, on the south side. Uh, it's a big bowl of, you know, not that I eat pasta anymore, but uh, a big bowl of, of spaghetti meatball is probably my favorite that is pretty good meal in the world. So, you know, and I I really don't, I'm not, I'm not fancy. I, you know, I'd go to the, I eat, uh, you know, just regular food. I don't, you know, if I cook for myself, I'll do a little bit something different, yeah. but you know, yeah, it's good to meatball or, um, uh, let's say you're going to pick from your own, uh, restaurant. What would be your favorite pizza? Uh, mine's crab ragoon. Yeah, I know. I mean, uh, that's the number one and the cheese sticks are awesome. You know, I would have to say my favorite pizza in the world is just sausage, green pepper, onion. And if I make one, good if choice. I, if I, if I, pizza at work that's what i'll make myself um if i coming from the inventor all these I, wild you know, pizzas yeah you know it's 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 strange you know i really don't go out of my way to to make these you know special things for me to me 
I'm eating because I, it's time to eat, you know, it's not like I'm not, yeah, it's not that I'm, I'm going out. Uh, I don't know. Now that you got me thinking. I uh, I got another one for you. Here's a good one. And I saw this, I was looking up different questions to ask you for a chef or somebody in the industry. Let's say you were on death row (laughs) and you had your last meal. It's a last meal to eat before you die. What would you pick? What would the Dennis Epps of Fong's Pizza pick for his last meal? Um, I It got me thinking about this, too. I, I don't know. I think I would choose between three. Fong's Pizza, Wasabi Tao, and the sushi. I love their sushi and wasabi. And then third, I don't know. That's tough. I don't The greasiest thing I could get my hands on. Because that's what I love. <laughs> and it, it, since I try to stay healthy, I don't eat greasy right. stuff anymore. But what about you? You know, uh no, spaghetti meatball still would be up there. Um, now I won't tell your personal trainer because yeah. I see her a lot. But uh, no, you know, um, I know there'd be apple crisp. I can oh, tell you that right no. now. <laughs> that does sound uh, good. No, it would, there would definitely be some apple crisp. Uh, there'd probably be some tater tots in there somewhere. And uh, pan, you know what? Uh, here we go. Pan fried chicken livers. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, I, uh, yeah, I haven't that, had those for that a while. That is different than what I think you were going to say. That I like your answer. <laughs> okay, last question I'll ask you, and I ask everybody on the show, and I'm going to change this a little bit. So what is your top three successful tip to give to other, I used to say entrepreneurs, but somebody wanting to start a restaurant or get in the bar business, what are your tips to help them succeed? Uh, number one, Really make sure that you, you do have some passion. Um, you can't you can't do it halfway. You have to go full in. So be ready to make that commitment. Two, if you're going to do it with partners, um, you know, make sure that somebody that you would, you know, you would you could do anything for, and they would do it for you. I mean, they, they gotta be, you gotta have that, uh, bond, I guess. Um, Need a, a group of people to help support yeah. you. Well, even if it's just one, you know, you, you just gotta have that where you know that cause you know, it's like leaving your baby with somebody, you, you know, who's going to watch it and who's going to yeah. take care of it. Uh, third would be, you know. don't sweat the small stuff you know shit things are going to happen life's too short life's too short um and if you freak out you're never gonna you're never gonna make it i mean there's times to be there's times to worry about things uh but if you just become a an angry bitter person because you know something didn't show up on a truck or someone called in sick it's it's not for you you need to to rethink things so that's good advice that's good advice anybody out there trying to start your business if you want to fight the odds because it is tough business being not many people make it and well dennis here has proven that he can make it you have thongs you have what are the other restaurants you guys have uh, well myself i've been uh fong's pizza uh buzzer billy's mullets and then we're getting ready to open uh, Fong's Ankeny. Yeah, when's that coming up? Uh, April 15th, uh, 2015. If, if everything goes... It's less goes, than a month away. Goes well, yes. Less than a month away. Um, you know, we have, we've got equipment rolling in every day. We have uh, our carpenters are working uh, 12-hour shifts. We've got... Um, a lot of cool things. You gonna have a big launch party? We'll have a we'll DJ. Have a, we'll, no DJ. <laughs> we'll have a we'll have a couple, a couple uh, friends and family nights. Uh, when we'll do, uh, give us a couple weeks open, and then we'll do a grand opening. Sweet. Uh, but it's 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 coming together. It's there, you know we 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 had a lot of people tell us you know the thing about the downtown Fongs is that the atmosphere. It's kind of a, a dive bar, hole in the wall type situation, and you know you're never going to be able to 
to duplicate that. And uh, so we've, we've, we've come to the conclusion, you know, well, maybe we can't duplicate that, but we're going to show you something you that's still options. just as cool. Exactly. Awesome. So if people want to find you, they can find you. Do you have a website? Uh, farmspizza.com. Uh, you can check out. Uh, that'll take you. Once you get there, you can go to the Anki site, Ankeny site or the Des Moines site. Uh, Facebook, I can tell you guys have a lot Facebook, of followers. Facebook. Uh, right now, the Des Moines Facebook is up. We're going to have another Facebook just for Ankeny. Uh, we, um, and there's a shameless plug. There's merchandise on there too. If you want to look at some shirts, we, we sell shirts. What about Fongoli in the month? Fongoli in the month. Uh, let's say somebody out there wants to get that. Uh, Fongoli in a month. If you email, uh, a picture in of you eating Fongs or, or somewhere in the world wearing a Fong shirt, we've got a couple of those too. Uh, we have a we have a couple monitors which we're going to do in Ankeny too. We we re, uh, they flash through and they they have different things. There's information on them. There's menu items on them. There's the merchandise. There's the fungolian of the month. Uh, we found out that they they work really well to um, get information out there to the customer, but yeah. also uh, besides watching sports or whatever's on TV, you know, you can look at these monitors and, and at least get, you know, there's some information that we want you to have and, you know, you can walk away with it. So they seem to work, they work really well and people like them. So, uh, we're going to, you know, continue doing that as, uh, I don't know if it's marketing or if it's, you know, just helping with, uh, you know, getting info out there. Yeah. Well, you seem to be doing a good job with it because, Obviously, everybody likes going to Fong's. Your Facebook page, I don't know if they're up 30-some thousand likes. <laughs> Blows my mind. I don't know if you can throw some my way. Yeah. And uh, I really suggest anybody out there, if you're hungry, you want some good pizza, check it out. Wherever you're from, I know I have listeners all over the country, different countries. Fong's Pizza, Des Moines, Iowa. It is the place to be. My favorite choice, Crab Ragoon Pizza. By far, I mean, it's to die for. And the cheese sticks, they are awesome. So, Dennis, hey, thanks for coming on the show, bud. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I'm glad to be here. So, everybody, you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and create something great and become unforgettable. I'm Brandon Adams. Have a great day, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. I really enjoyed having Dennis on the show. It's amazing to see how he's built something from the ground up and turned this pizza restaurant into something that is known across the world. If you guys haven't been there yet, check out Fong's Pizza. You can go on their website, fongspizza.com. Make a trip to Des Moines. Come say hi to me. We'll go check it out downtown or even their new location. They're launching here later in April. You can check the updates on their social media page under Facebook on Fong's Pizza or you go to their website fongspizza.com and see when they launch their new location in Ankeny, Iowa. So excited. Their pizza is to die for. Like I said before, I'm obsessed with it. The Crab Ragoon Pizza is so good. You guys got to try it out. Take my word for it. Some good stuff. I hope you enjoyed today's show and if you want to check out more of our shows, you can find them on our website brandontadams.com there's all kinds of episodes there from all kinds of awesome people that I've interviewed in the past couple months but if you guys like this feel free go share it on any kind of social media Instagram Twitter Facebook you name it we're there go share it and tell your friends about it because we're trying to spread the word about our movement with the University of Young Entrepreneurs and our goal is to inspire millions of people and build this atmosphere almost like our own university of entrepreneurship to help support startups and anybody looking to achieve anything great in life. So that's what we're about. And if you want to join us, hey, reach out to me, brandontadams.com. Go to my website, check that out, or send me an email, brandon at brandontadams.com. You know what time it is. It's time to go out there and create something great and become unforgettable because life's too short not to. I'm Brandon Adams. 
Have a great day, everybody.